Saturday morning. Come out this morning at 9 o'clock. Not only am I broadcasting from the Bowers Museum in Santa Ana, but it's Law Day 2018. Over 100 lawyers giving you free legal advice starting at 9 at the Bowers in Santa Ana. Followed by Leo Laporte from 11 to 2. And then Neil Saavedra, my friend who loves to eat, as well as I love to eat. And we eat together a lot. This is Handle on the Law, marginal legal advice, where I tell you you have absolutely no case. All right, a federal judge uh, just ruled recently that a challenge to the practice of separating parents who are seeking asylum from children at the border can proceed. The ACLU brought the case against the Trump administration. And here's what the Trump administration is doing at the border, right, ICE, is they actually separate the parents from the kids now for practical reasons um they're arguing there are some uh however it is so burdensome and the reality is is that the government is making it extremely difficult for people to cross the border illegally not only in terms of border enforcement but what happens afterwards in terms of the families and how impossible it is to be granted asylum or to have some path of making yourself legal, especially coming from Hispanic countries, from Mexico or Central America particularly, and certainly South America, the Philippines, for example. So the ACLU brings this case uh, initially on behalf of a Congolese woman, also the Congo, seeking asylum in the U.S. who was separated from her seven-year-old daughter for months. And the uh, the court's going to be able to go ahead. Uh, the case is able to go ahead, even though the administration has wide, wide leeway in dealing with securing the border. We'll see what happens on this one. Uh, but the federal judge ruled uh, that the lawsuit against the government representing these people can move ahead where the government originally asked for summary judgment. That is uh, that there's no case here at all because the government has the authority to do this uh, without interference. And uh, the ACLU said, no, you can't. And the judge uh, said, you're right. It's a federal judge. Of course, that'll go up on appeal. We'll see what happens. Now let's take some phone calls. All right. Judy. Hello, Judy. Welcome. Thank you, Bill. Um, I have inherited a third interest in some commercial properties, and I have two other siblings involved. Um, I'm not interested in staying in business with either one of them. 
Can you give me an idea of if I can just say I want my to sell my third? Yeah, or... you can. You can force the sale of your third. Uh, that's okay. easy. And so what you what I would do is get a, an appraisal and tell them to buy you out at market value, mm-hmm. and or we're selling the property. You can force it. You're a third owner of the property. Okay, so it doesn't need to be two of the three. That no, 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 no. Any one of you has the right to force the sale. That's what I needed to know. That's what you're going to know. How about that? Hello, John. Hello, Hello John. Yes. Yeah, my question is, I know of a gentleman who has or had a fake military ID, and there's pictures of it. He's admitted to it. Would I be... Could he successfully sue me if I were to put that all over Facebook and Instagram? And you're talking about and mention that it's a fake ID? Yes. Uh, yeah, well, no, but uh, why would you bother? What do you care? Uh, it's uh, you, um, if you accuse, That's a long story. Yeah, but if you accuse him of having a fake ID and it's true, he can't very well, uh, he, he can't sue you. And uh, you're sure that is that it's a fake ID because if you call it a fake ID and it's not, you're looking at a world of hurt. But if it turns out oh, to be, yeah. if it turns out to be true, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I happen to have my own military ID, and I know that one's fake. Okay, then uh, no, you can't be sued. I mean, you can be sued, but he's going to go no place with it. <laughs> right. Thank you very much. All right. Yeah, and some people get it. I can see the offense. Yeah, I can see that. If someone served honorably with the military, and uh, somebody else claims. That he or she has served, and uh, here's my proof, and it's fake ID. Yeah, I can see that. That's legitimate to get upset. All right, Alan. Yes. All right. Go ahead. Okay. Um, I have a problem with somebody who has been calling me a company or something for five years, asking for a person who I have no idea who they are. I guess it's a creditor of some sort, and no matter what I do, I can't get them to stop, and I've. So why don't, you, why don't you call the phone company and uh, have them try to trace the number and saying that uh, you're being harassed by an unknown caller? Well, I never thought of that. I yeah, no, the phone company, for... no, you put in a claim to the phone company and they'll try to find out cause, uh, who it is. You can't do that. You can't do that. And the phone companies don't want you to do that. So that's where I'd go first. Yeah, I never thought of that, right? Well, that's why you call me. That's why this show is called... Handle on the law, because that was not a legal question. And those I answer very well, the legal, the, the not legal questions. The rest of it, eh. All right, Sandy, welcome to Handle on the Law. Bill, um, I have a mortgage with Chase uh, Bank, and uh, a few months back they offered to refi the home mortgage, uh, which I agreed to. They said they could uh, pull, pull it out of the living trust, the house, and uh, and that they would put it back. Uh, a couple of days ago, I took out the paperwork, and I noticed that they did not put it back into a living it's, trust. They don't put it back. You put it back, Sandy. Okay. They don't okay. have the How ability to put it back. What you do, and there should have been simultaneous transfers okay. that at the time of the funding, uh, the property goes out of the trust, which it's in now, I'm assuming, or was in, because they can't or they won't refi a house that belongs to a trust only as to an individual <clears throat> so excuse me so what they did and i did the same thing uh when uh, that happened to my property is i took it out i they refied it 
uh, on a property that I own. It was in a trust, so I transferred it out of the trust into my name and transferred it back. And I did it in the same amount of paperwork. So what you're saying is the trust still owns it, right? Yes. Then just transfer it back. You can do it on your own. Okay, so how do I go about doing it on my own? You just, I, I you mean, sign, what you, what you do is, I'm assuming you're the trustee, correct? Correct. All right, then uh, the, uh, you take a, just a document, a quit claim deed, uh, that you as a trustee simply transfer the ownership of, of the transfers title from the trust to you as an individual, or the other way okay. around, whichever one okay. it is, because I think you wanted to go back into the trust, Correct. So All right, then you just then you as an individual, you as the owner, who el- whoever else is on title, is it just you? It's just me. All right, then you transfer it back into the trust with a quit claim deed, and you're done. Okay, okay, transfer it. Yeah, that's it. Now you can write the notes, but uh, we'll do it another time. All right, this is handle on the law. I can't wait to go. To, uh, KFI AM 640, more stimulating talk, Bill Handel, Saturday morning, and welcome to Handel on the Law, marginal legal advice when I tell you you have absolutely no case. I give you free legal advice. Imagine over 100 lawyers giving you free legal advice. That's what's happening starting at 9 o'clock, Law Day 2018 at the Bowers Museum in Santa Ana. Oh, Dave. Uh, hello, Dave. Uh, yes, I have a, a motorcycle uh, that needed repairs. It was, a, it was an insurance job, so I took it to the dealer. The insurance paid the dealer. Um, it was about a $3,500 uh, cosmetic and mechanical uh, repair job. Anyway, they kept my motorcycle for about uh, four weeks. At the end of the week, four weeks, they called me. I went to go pick it up. And there was about four or five things, uh, aesthetic things of, the, of my motorcycle that wasn't replaced. And I asked them, I, I asked them, what, why not? And they just gave me some weird answer. And to top it off, this out of the thirty-five hundred, they hundred job, they did about two thousand dollars worth of the work. How do you know? And so that, I'm sorry. How do you know it was only two thousand dollars worth of work? Well, because they said there's a surplus. We have $1,300 of your money held left over from it. They said um, that $1,300, well, we're not going to give it back to you. But why, would it give, said, why would he give it back to you and not the insurance company if the insurance company paid? Well, the insurance company just paid it, it, paid it for, for me to just either – whether I, I repaired it or not, I mean that was my money. Oh, they gave you the mo- they gave you the money, and they have thirteen hundred dollars too much. All right. So wh- yes, what do you what do you think? So Dave, what do you think is going to happen here? What 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 would you guess? This is one of those real simple well, ones. But let me, but let me I didn't I didn't get to finish the whole thing. That that money they left that that extra. They said um, we're not going to give it back to you. We're going you can buy the goods in our store. You we're not okay. They can't do that. By the way, did right. they tell you verbally it's the two thousand dollars? Do you have proof that they're holding on to they, that it was two thousand dollars only? I mean, is there a, a document that says that? Um, I think yeah, it was about yeah, I, yes, I do. I think I have it. Yes. Okay, well that's easy. So now you have the proof that it's only two thousand dollars, and you paid them thirty five hundred dollars. Why would you right. pay up front, by the way, Dave, as opposed to when you pick up the well, bike? Well, the, long story short, the insurance company g- gave a check to me and to the to the dealer. Initially. He didn't say that. 
You didn't say that, Dave. You left that out. Okay, I'm sorry. I, All right, I'm so now nervous. did you sign the check over to the dealer? No, because what, what happened was initially they gave the check to the dealer with my name on it and All their right. name on it. Okay, and therefore they, both of you had to sign it to cash the check. Did you sign it? Yes. And, well, initially, yes, but they shredded the check. All right, so, so they haven't gotten paid yet, right? No, 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 no. They shred the check. The insurance company issued another check with their name only on it. All right. And so you, that, okay, then that, then it, you have nothing to do with it, Dave. That's the insurance company's money, not yours. I see. That's okay. a, you don't, you don't deserve any money. It's not your money. If the, oh, okay. if the insurance company had given you the money, it becomes your money. If they're paying directly, if they wanted to fraud the insurance company and get $3,500 for a $2,000 repair job, that's between the insurance company and them. You know, that's not your issue. Your issue is you fix this repair. You've got some cosmetic right. stuff to have to fix. And if you don't, I'm going to find someone that will, and I will sue you for the cost. I see. So, I mean, do I still have any recourse against them? For, for what? For not fixing I'm sorry? For what? Not fixing it? Yeah, your recourse is tell them to do it, or you're going to go out and get it done, and you're going to file in a small claims court. That's your recourse. Okay. All okay. right. That's not hard, is it? Amelia. Hello, Amelia. Oh, yes. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, a quick question. Um, if someone hires a criminal lawyer, is there any way for someone to check that criminal lawyer's um, uh, uh uh, how many cases is one? Yeah, no, case? you know what? Good for you. That's a good question, actually, Amelia. Thank you. What you can do is check with the state bar to find out if there are any complaints. Okay. And I, other than that, it's, it's a real big issue. You just do it by reputation. If you don't know, Amelia, who you're dealing with, then it's pretty hard. Yes, it, it is. Yeah, yes, it's it real is. hard. So uh, you have. Are you in the middle of one right now? Are you in the middle uh, of a criminal? I know someone that uh, hired a criminal lawyer, and uh, they're supposed to be very good in that um, problem that they have. Um, but I was just wondering. No. Well, what, by I, the way, what difference does it make now? Because the attorney's been hired. Uh, but the answer, uh, the an- the short yeah, answer no, to your true. question, Amelia, other than checking the status. Of uh, with the state bar, have any criminal compa- uh, complaints or has any complaints been uh, uh, been filed against him? Are there any disciplinary actions pending? Are there any investigations going on that you can find out from the state bar? Other than that, it's all reputation, Amelia. Okay, yeah. and that's that's a toughie too. Because it is a toughie. You can interview. Uh, oh, absolutely, interview- yeah. Whoever has a good, uh, you know what? You're absolutely right about that one because you yeah. can go and interview a lawyer, and you can have a phenomenal lawyer that doesn't interview well. And you can have the most glib lawyer in the world that sucks, who's just a con man, and there's no way to tell. Yes, yes and that's happened. That's yeah, happened. no, I understand. That's, uh, she has a point, and there's uh, no answer to that. Unfortunately, there's no easy way out. Hello, Rick. Your turn. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Yes, sir. I, um, I recently uh, bought a locker at a, like a storage war or a storage place. Yeah. And... Um, uh, the contents were just basically like somebody dumped the whole office in the in the uh, locker. And my question is, um, a lot of original artwork and uh, plans for amusement parks, and I was wondering about the copyright laws for that, if I'm able to sell it or reproduce. It's not a question of the co- – well, it could, it could is a question of a copyright, but I would think you could. 
I would think that it's yours. You bought it, and and, and you can easily look up copyright uh, and trademark. I mean, it's there. It's, those are public uh, documents. But uh, unless you find someone that's first of all going to even know that it's that's doing it, it depends on how long that's been in the uh, storage area and how did that someone get hold of it and was it stolen? Was it not? Uh, it's uh, you're holding on to this stuff unless someone comes in and complains or gets a cease and desist. I think you're in pretty good shape. It sounds like you really hit the uh, hit the lottery with this, Rick. Yeah, I I only paid ten bucks for it. There was a heater in it that I wanted, and, and yeah. it was just kind of a bonus, so. I would but... what I would do is simply do a search of copyright and trademark. If there is a an R uh, or a T on any of it, but plans probably aren't. I would think. Okay. Yeah, and, uh, and who? And I don't know who you're going to sell it to. Uh, if someone builds it, because I, you know what, I don't, I don't know the answer. I would call it. It's a little complicated. It's beyond my pay scale. Um, you know what? Go on the website and talk to a copyright and trademark attorney and see where you go with that one. Okay. Yeah, yeah I was just a little concerned. Yeah, I no, it's a like... legitimate concern. I would be too. And what I would do is go on handleonthelaw.com and I would ask the attorney or one of the trademark copyright attorneys that that question. And by the way, if I were to do that, Rick, I would get much better service than you ever could. You know that, don't you? <laughs> yes, sir. Okay, just wondering that you got understand that. This is Handle on the Law. Julie Slater. Welcome back to uh, KFI AM 640. More stimulating talk. Bill Handel here. This is Handel on the Law. Marginal legal advice. Imagine over 100 sharks, I mean lawyers, giving you free legal advice. That's what's happening today at 9 o'clock, 9 to 2 at the Bowers Museum in Santa Ana. It's Law Day 2018. Uh, Hi, Evelyn. Evelyn, go ahead. Oh, hi, Bill. I have a house uh, that belonged to my late mother in Northern California, and my daughter has been living in it for several years rent-free. I've heard she may be, she's kind of gone off the deep end and may be uh, growing pot. I want to know what I need to do to get her out. Who owns the house right now? It's in, uh, I do. It's the, it's your, you are, you have title to the house. It transferred from your mother to you, Correct. Well, it's actually still in her trust. Then you can't do it. Are you the trustee? Yes. All right. Then as trustee, you can evict her. Okay. And what do I need to do? You can contact an eviction attorney, probably. I mean, you can do it yourself, theoretically, uh, because it's fairly easy to do. But I I would spend the money going to a uh, an eviction attorney. So I attorney. can't just go in and move her out? Absolutely not. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you have to evict her. Hello, John. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Yes. I, I was calling about a few years ago. I, I got a truck, and I paid it off, and I haven't received a pink slip on it. And, uh, and I, I called on it, and they told me they had lost some of my payments. Okay, and, 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 you, have a record, and you have a record of those payments, correct? Well, I Western Union all my payments. You what? Uh, I Western Union all my payments into them because I was a stumbling running the road. Did you keep uh, yeah. Did you keep records? Did you keep receipts? Well, I kept a couple of them. A couple of them I can't find. Well, that's a problem. And but and when they, were you and when were you supposed to own the truck, John? How long ago? Two thousand and ten. You know, uh, 
that's, I, that's I a, haven't got a pay. Yeah, that's a few years. Things. That's a few years ago, John. So here is the problem. The problem is you can't prove you made the payments. And uh, keeping receipts on something like that is really important. So uh, I don't know where to, what to tell you other than you sit down, negotiate, and said I did make the payments. And, uh, you know, sending Western Union is effectively sending cash. Maybe you can go to Western Union and they have the records. I'm sure they do. And if they have the records, you can pull those up because it's not too many years ago and uh, see if that helps. Then you have the proof. Other than that, what are you doing sending Western Union without keeping receipts when you're buying a car? You know, I, mean, I tear up my uh, payment slips uh, also when I uh, I happen to be leasing my car now. and But I have my check. I have my check, and I have the account number on the check. And uh, therefore, uh, I can go back and prove that I made the payments. Also, I'm with a major leasing company with the corporation itself with the car. It happens to be a Beamer, and uh, I'm doing it through BMW Financial Services. So uh, that's... Pretty legitimate stuff, I would think. Catherine. Hello, Catherine. Oh, good morning. I have an, a revocable, irrevocable, no, I have a revocable trust about 20 years old. Yes. I want to make some changes. Yes. Can I just type up a paper and say these are the amendments using the original date and showing the amendments? No, it's the original date. What you have to do is uh, put a codicil or an amendment to the trust in this case, and you want to put the new date on it and say this amendment dated whatever date uh, it is, let's say today's date, and refers to the trust dated and that is you now go back and mention the first trust because you tie the two together. And here are the changes. Now, you want to have very specific language. Okay, there is specific language you want to follow. And one of two things. Uh, number one, you could just redo the whole thing or at least talk to an attorney. And it's going to cost you a couple hundred dollars uh, even to do that. Or you pull language off the Internet for a trust. And effectively, all you do is follow that language with and then indicate that these these are amendments made to the original trust dated. So, for example, you have I know it says you want to change your executor and uh, there is language specifically that says uh, this executor is a new executor, which supersedes the other executor, that kind of thing. And uh, you want to be a little careful. How much money are we talking about, Catherine? Maybe eighty thousand. Yeah, it's not very much. Uh, you can, you know, just do a brand new one on uh, the internet, uh, and just and just date it. It's a brand new one. It's going to cost you a hundred dollars, two hundred dollars, whatever it is. If you can afford okay. that, yeah, I would just do a brand new one. They have all kinds of programs on the internet, and that just supersedes the previous uh, date. So uh, it'll just say this date, new date, uh, which supersedes the previous uh, trust dated. You'll be fine. I thank you. You're welcome. Yes, excellent. Oh, Melissa. Hello, Melissa. Hi there. Um, my husband and I received a letter from a, a property manager of some sort, which is not our current property manager, and all it's addressed to current residents, and it says, please make your checks payable, too. And it lists oh, no, 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 no. You call your previous management company and say, what is going on? Now, you're a member of a homeowner association, right? Yes. All right. You call the homeowners association and say, I got this letter. What's this about? Okay. This sounds like a scam, Melissa. 
I thought so, too. I've tried to call my previous property manager, and no one's answering the phone. Then call your homeowner association. Call the president of the homeowner association and forward the letter to the president and have a deal with the board, okay? Okay. Yeah, I'll ask you. If we, when they say change, these are where the checks come to. To current resident. Wow. The only thing that's missing is a return address in Nigeria. Adam. Yeah, Bill. Yes, sir. Yeah, my name is Adam. I uh, bought a travel trailer, signed the contract, and put a down payment on it. It's a cash buy, and uh, I was just told to bring a cashier's check in on the day that you uh, take delivery of the trailer. General manager called me and said, well, we have a defect with the trailer. So I just said, I'll take it as is, and we renegotiated the price. So I just I went to go pick it up today, and I got a call, I got a call before I got there saying, we're not going to sell you the trailer, and we're going to refund you your uh, deposit. So I guess my, my question is, I have a signed contract, and I'm not reneging on my end. Yeah, all right. So what are you going to do? You, you, you could force the sale under a, an action for specific performance. Uh, you get to file the lawsuit for that. Do you want the trailer that badly that you're no. willing to go and file a lawsuit and spend the hundreds of dollars of filing fees? Get your money and walk away. All right. Yeah, that's the easiest way of doing it. Yep, you can force the issue. Yep, you can force them to sell. But uh, now what? What if it costs you more than the trailer is even worth? Lydia, tattooed lady. Hi, Lydia. Hi, Bill. I have a question. I took my car wasn't starting, so I had to call a tow truck to tow it to the shop. We did it. I, I took it. I paid $100 for a diagnosis. They came back and they told me I needed all kinds of things done. I went ahead and told them to go ahead and fix it. They called me back two days later to come and pick it up. It was ready. When I went to pick it up, the truck wasn't working anymore. It was doing exactly the same thing why, why it was that I brought it in to them. So I, I, before I, I started the truck, I'm sorry, I forgot to say, I paid for, for the fixes. They gave me my keys, went to start it, and it wasn't starting. So a week later, they called me up and they said, your truck is fixed. We needed to reflash it, and now it's ready. My thing is, Bill, I paid $650 for, I think, unnecessary work. Yeah, okay. How do you prove it was unnecessary? Well, see, I can't prove it. That's right. You say, can't... All I could say is that they gave me a diagnosis. Right, no, I understand that, but you're arguing, and, you, and it may be unnecessary, but here's the problem. You're not a mechanic. Right. It's your opinion that it was unnecessary. The mechanic is going to say it was necessary. I got the permission. And by the way, Your Honor, I have 30 years experience as a mechanic. Mm-hmm. In other words, what I just explained to you is how you're screwed. Right. My, my thing is that they called me two days later and they told me come and pick it up. It's ready. All right. And it wasn't starting. So okay. whatever they told me was wrong with it was All right. not. All right. And when they say uh, you misunderstood when we called because there's nothing in writing. Yeah, Lydia, right. unfortunately, you can't prove anything, Lydia. You may be dead right, but there's uh-huh. nothing there other than your testimony, which, of course, is a little bit biased, and your mechanical a, opinion of which, uh, you know, if I'm the judge, I'm going to go, okay, uh, Lydia, let's start talking about how many cars you've repaired. Right. Yeah, I think you're screwed. Uh, it's just wonderful, isn't it? This is Handle on the Law. Julie Slater. I'll give you one night. Welcome back.
Welcome back to KFI AM640. More stimulating talk. This is Handle on the Law. If you would like legal advice from lawyers who really know their stuff, I've got a hundred of them here at the Bowers Museum in Santa Ana starting at 9 o'clock for Law Day 2018. Hello, Don. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Hello, Bill. Yes, sir. Bill, I have a very, very crooked twin brother. He and I are the only siblings in the family. My mother had Alzheimer's, and he managed to get power of attorney and gain control of her estate. Uh, He stole a car from me. He stole a coin collection and many other things. Well, he stole a car from you? We're not talking about what he did for mom. No, what, my mother had left me that car. Oh, I see. And when her mind faded, he convinced her to give it to his daughter, and, and he took it from me. My mother did not want him to have that car. All right, but did she change the will? No. All right, so in violation of the terms of the will, they took the car. Uh, it has not been settled yet. My brother called me last night and said that he wants to make a settlement offer to me through his attorney. I said, why don't you just add up what's left of the estate, cut it in half, and make me a check. He says, no, we're going to have an attorney make you a settlement. Fine. Then you just say no. You say no and say, I'm going to get my own attorney. I'm entitled to what the terms of the uh, of the will are. That's that simple. It's not very complicated. Okay. And if the attorney calls you and he wants to make a settlement, you go, no. Okay. Read the will. I get half. What are you doing? What are you offering me other than half? Okay. That's uh, all you have to say. And if he decides, you, you have like no choice but to fight it. How much money are you talking about here, Don? There was $600,000. Well, and whatever he took, you get $300,000 of those assets. And whatever he took uh, outside of or north of $300,000, he is responsible for. Who's the trustee or who's the executor of the will? Uh, unfortunately, him. <laughs> well, but it, but it's a breach of the fu- uh, fiduciary duty. He could get nailed big time. You know, he does need an attorney on this because okay. he is going to be he's going to get his ass sued off. And I think attorney's fees are going to fly on your behalf. Just okay. just stand up to him. Just say, no, thank you. I'm not interested in talking to your attorney. I don't care. I get half the money. Would I seek a probate attorney? Uh, yeah. Probate and okay. estate attorney. That's ex- okay. that's exactly who you seek. Hello, Dave. Yeah, Bill. I have a porn tape, Bill, of an individual who's uh, well-known on television, even uh, to this day. And I would like to get some money for it legally, but I don't want to bring this man down or cause him any harm. I'd probably like to get to his lawyers. Uh Aha, you're you're talking. What are you going to ask the lawyers? If you get money, uh, you will give him the tape. You will not release it, and you want to know how to do that legally? Yes, and I don't hmm. want to cause him any harm. No, I understand. Not. I don't know I how you can, I, you, frankly, Dave, and good for you for calling before the fact, I don't know how you can legally blackmail anybody. Well, I'm not going to blackmail. Sure I'm you are. Gonna, if you, no, don't, if you give me money, I will give you the tapes. What does that mean? Well, uh, they really don't have to give me any money. So what do you want to do? Then just give them the tapes. Well, they will. Well, no, but I'm good. I've got to go to a lawyer, and I hope you recommend me. Yeah, but it doesn't. Why? Just send them the tapes and say, here you go. I found these, I, and I don't want to embarrass you, and here you are. So when you say you well, want to make money, uh huh. if you want well, to make money, how do you plan on making money out of well, it without extorting him or selling it to uh, the National Enquirer? I want, well, the National, I called them. Of course, I didn't give them any names. All they did was pump me. But they will, if I sell it to them, they'll bring this man down, and that's not my intent. Well, then that's your choice. Okay? Then you have the choice. If you have the porno pictures of this guy and you want to sell it to a third party, 
Uh, I don't know whether once it's out, it's out anyway. And I'm assuming he could probably sue you. And if he has enough money, he probably will. And or you can simply send it to him and say, hey, you know what? I don't want to bring you down. You can't have the two. You cannot release those tapes publicly and sell them without bringing him down, Dave. You can't have one without you can't. They're mutually exclusive. You can't do both. I understand that, but that's not my intent. What's your intent? I don't. I want to know how you would handle it. I would either, if I wanted to make money and I didn't care so much about him, I would. I wouldn't call his lawyer and say, "How much money would you like for me to send you those tapes?" That's illegal. That's extortion. That's a felony. What I would do is call the National Enquirer. I'd call uh, one of the tabloids and say, "Hey, I got some stuff. What do you want to pay for it?" Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And that way, uh, you're not. It's not. You're not committing a crime. Now, whether you get sued or not, that's a different issue. But that's the only way you're going to make any money, Dave. And you are going to bring him down. Oh, boy, are you going to bring him down. Yeah, but, but that's what I'm trying to avoid. All right, how many, how, times, would, how many times can how we go would, through this, Dave? I understand it, but how would you handle this? I would say, or one more time, and then I'm hanging up on you. you. I would not make any money on it. I would send him the tapes and say, here you go. Uh, take care of yourself. I'm not. I'm not keeping any originals, and I don't want to bring you down. Can I visit you on the set? And that's about it. Want to take a break? This is handle on the law.